It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder get a much-needed win against the Houston Rockets as SGA displays incredible leadership skills and dominates this game. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder getting a much-needed win over the Houston Rockets, SGA showed off his leadership skills and dominates this game. Mike Muscala has a big one. Josh Giddy has a big one. Pretty much everybody had a great game in this contest, and the team will start a road trip tonight that will shape the future of this season. We'll start the way we always do with our game overview. But first, I want to tell you right now that this podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks, folks. Prize Picks is incredible. And it is a great app that you can use. You can receive a 100% instant deposit match guarantee up to $100. When you use our code locked on, that's prospects.com, promo code locked on. The game overview Jeremiah Robinson was out, but he did return to the G League and play for the Blue that morning and played really well. Like I was there watching him. He played awesome. Uh, he looked good. I think it'll probably only be that down there for maybe a game or two more and then be right back up with OKC. Uh, it, might, it might be hard to rejoin during a road trip, but we've seen it done before. We'll see kind of how long he's out for, but he looked good in his first G League action. Lou Dort is still out with that hamstring injury, is out tonight as well against Golden State with that hamstring injury. Lindy Waters and Eugene Omaru are both in the G League. Poku and Chet, of course, are both out with extended injuries. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. was out. Jay Sean Tate was out, and Eric Gordon was out for Houston. Garrison Matthews was a DNP CD. So the Thunder... Start an interesting lineup. SGA, Josh Giddy, Aaron Wiggins, Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, and Mike Muscala. Uh, getting Wiggins and Muscala in the same starting five was fun, but this was all about SGA. In this game, SGA really showed that leadership quality that he has as a, as a number one guy, as a star. You could tell from the onset that this game meant something to SGA. I mean, he was slapping himself after made shots. He was talking to the Thunder bench. He hit this beautiful turnaround, fall away, fade away shot over Jalen Green and goes over to the Thunder bench off of that because kind of gets carried over there by that fall away and starts yelling at the Thunder bench like he was into this game. He had that look in his eye. He he, he was kind of in kill mode, a must-win game type of vibe, and he set the tone for Oklahoma City. This was a massive game for the Thunder. This stops a four-game losing streak to the Rockets. It stopped a losing streak in general because they lost again on Monday to Golden State, and 
if you get beat by the Rockets twice in one week and then you head out west for a difficult road trip that sees the Warriors again, that sees the Lakers on a very important night where LeBron only needs 36 points to become the NBA's all-time leading scorer. You play Portland, who has the player of the week and Dame Lillard on their team and is, and is vying for a playoff spot as well. Uh, and then you come back and play New Orleans uh, you know, for your first game back at home. That is a devastating blow if you were to fall on Saturday night. But SGA set the tone, did not allow that to happen, and played this game with such an edge that it forced everyone to rise their intensity level, everyone to to rise their energy level, and they played the way they're supposed to play, where they didn't do that on Wednesday night. In the first quarter, SGA dropped 20 points. In the first quarter, 20 points, three rebounds, three steals, and a block, shot 70% from the floor. That's a career high in a frame for SGA. That is enough for most people's entire game. That was just the first quarter for SGA. And it was the way that he was getting to his shots that is so impressive. I mean, he outright bullied Jabari Smith Jr. He absolutely bullied him. And Jabari Smith Jr.'s calling card, and I've been saying it since the draft process last year, was his defense. He's going to be a really, really, really good defender in this league. And of course, he's a rookie. Of course, that stuff will come with time. And I'm not worried about Jabari Smith Jr. I'm not worried about Jalen Grant. I think it's more of a Houston problem, a coaching staff problem, than a individual problem with those two. But in this game, Jabari Smith Jr. got absolutely torched and bullied by SGA. And it wasn't just that SGA had the, the herky-jerky finesse stuff that we always talk about. SGA just truly got ahead of steam, lowered the shoulder, and bumped Jabari Smith Jr. off of his spot and created himself a wide-open layup multiple times in this game. Finished through contact from Jabari Smith Jr. for an and one. Like, SGA had his way with the Houston Rockets. And along with using his strength, he still used that finesse, he still used that mid-range game, but something that was noticeable in this one was how well he was using his gather of the ball, like gathering it low to avoid contact or to draw contact and avoid getting ripped and then finishing through it, uh, avoid, you know, grabbing the ball high whenever needed to. Like the way that he was picking up the ball was really the key to him scoring at the rim in this one. With that massive first quarter, he led OKC on a 19-8 run over Houston. This was his fifth game with 40 points. He did not play in the fourth quarter. So, he played three quarters, and you know his normal rotation does not allow him to play that much in the second quarter. He only plays like, what, the last six minutes, seven minutes of the second quarter? You know, he played three quarters, scored 42 points, six assists, four rebounds, three steals, two blocks, shot 61% from the floor, 14 for 15 at the free throw line. SGA played like a superstar. This was his first game since being named an all-star and being officially tabbed as an all-star, period. No longer having to attach all-star caliber, no longer having to attach future all-star, no longer having to qualify anything. SGA is an all-star. And the way that he's played this year is incredibly sustainable, even the efficient shot making. SGA is awesome. SGA set the tone and he did exactly what you want a leader to do after you've been embarrassed in that single week. You know, Wednesday was an embarrassing effort, embarrassing loss. Everyone can address that. And by this particular team, they've had your number since 2020. I mean, you were below 500 against the abysmal Rockets, who are going to finish with the worst record in basketball for three straight years. You were below 500 against them entering Saturday. Something had to change. And it mattered to this team that something did change. 
You could tell by the way SGA played. You could tell by Isaiah Joe after the game saying, we owed them one. You can tell by the fact that Mike Muscala allowed us in to what happened pregame where Coach usually has these montages of of scouting clips and, and things to watch for. And Muscala said that Coach did not show them any of that. Like he did not show them any scouting clips and just wanted to see how they would respond. And, and Muscala said that, that at that moment, you know, the team kind of knew it was going to take a different mentality tonight to get the job done. So from top to bottom, everyone knew what was at stake here. Everyone knew what was on the line here. And the, and the Rockets even got Jalen Green back. And yet still, the Thunder imposed their will, eventually got up 45 points, and had a much-needed victory. And now they head west on a much better note than what they would have on the, in the alternative. And here's the season. What you do against Golden State tonight, what you do against the Lakers tomorrow, what you do against Portland at the end of the week, that will shape what direction this season takes post-All-Star break. Because then you return home, you play the Pelicans and the Rockets again at home, and then head into Salt Lake City into the All-Star break. And tonight, there's no Steph Curry for the Warriors. Tomorrow, of course, will be a very emotional game for the Lakers, for LeBron, for basketball in general. We'll be back on TNT, and, and these guys are saying all the right things about it. But... That'll be a tough one. And then Portland in Portland in the weekend uh, to win the week. So coming up, we're going to talk about Isaiah Joe some more. Talk about J-Dub, who I think had a sneaky good game that people kind of overlook considering how many players scored in double figures and had great games offensively scoring the ball. Jalen Williams showed an impact beyond scoring in this game. Mike Muscala had the best game of his season so far. Jalen Williams out of Arkansas was also huge. Josh Giddy played a fantastic game, nearly capturing a triple-double. And Kenny Hustle continues to be a high-level player. So we'll talk about all that coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Prize Picks, folks. Prize Picks is incredible. Go there right now to the to the app or go to prizepicks.com and use the code locked on to receive a hundred percent deposit match guarantee up to a hundred dollars. What Prize Picks is, it's just you versus the projected numbers. You pick two to six players. And you guess will they score more or less than their prize pick projections? So two to six players. So for example, tonight you can say Shea will he score more or less than twenty five and a half points? If he scores more and you bet more, you win. And then couple that with, let's say, Kendrick Williams rebounds. Oh, you know more or less than than two point five. He gets three. Boom, you win that as well. And you can win up to twenty five times your money in any entry. It's no competing against other players. It's just you. The projected numbers they offer all the sports that you watch NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basket, cricket, and more. So, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's safe and offers fast withdrawals, and it's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Price Books app right now. Go to pricebooks.com, use the code locked on, and enjoy. 100% instant deposit match up to $100 whenever you use that code locked on at pressfix.com in the price pick app. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 
We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day want to make sure you're ready for the NBA trade deadline. It's approaching rapidly, and Lockdown has you covered. Thursday, February the 9th, tune into the NBA uh, YouTube channel, Lockdown NBA YouTube channel at 2 p.m. Eastern time to hear reactions from the trades that will change the rest of this NBA season, who will be contenders, who will be tanking, for a better future for the second half of the season, subscribe to Locked on NBA on YouTube so you do not miss this incredible live stream and do not miss their episodes five days a week talking about the entire landscape of the NBA. Let's continue talking about this amazing win for OKC over Houston. Isaiah Joe, 18 points, two steals, a block, two assists, 62% from three, shooting five for eight from beyond the arc. The NBA has to do the right thing. They have to put him in the three-point contest, I if I'm sitting there watching the three-point contest in Salt Lake City and I do not see Isaiah Joe, I will be very, very, very disappointed. Very, very sad. Now, let's talk J-Dub, who had a sneaky game. Like, I think that this game is another example of how good J-Dub can be, and it might surprise you because he went 0-3 from the floor, and he only scores two points, and they're both off free throws. But as a rookie, you know, you're coming off this stretch where you played Three amazing games, you know, against the War- against the Hawks, Warriors, and Cavs. You, you play that stretch. And in those three games, you average 20 points, a couple steals, you know, four or five rebounds. You know, you're playing great, shooting the ball at a, at a high clip. You're playing awesome against three really good teams. Those are playoff or better teams who each presented different matchups to J-Dub with their size in Cleveland and, and, and Atlanta and then the switchability of Golden State. And then you don't have it scoring-wise against Houston. In a game that we've seen matters a lot to these guys. We gave the examples before the break of how much it mattered to these guys. There would be a a draw to, to kind of press and to uh, do too much and try to break out of this mini slump for him from the floor in this game. But he didn't. He continued to let the game come to him, and he continued to impact the game at a very high level. Six rebounds. Incredible, especially for this team that got dominated on the glass last time out. Uh, seven assists. Fantastic playmaking, fantastic job of keeping the ball moving and not allowing the ball to stick and keeping the offense in rhythm. Only one turnover opposed to those seven assists. One foul while, while of course, playing defense at a high level with a switchability with his wingspan, uh, doing really good there. In fact, Synergy uh, grades out J-Dub as a very good isolation defender as a rookie, and he played 30 minutes. And, and like, in this game, J-Dub made winning plays that get kind of lost because it doesn't feel like a winning place type of game when you win by 45 points, when you win by a bajillion points. But like there were some moments in here where J-Dub helped extend that lead and helped grow that lead and, and made plays that in a closer game could be the difference. And then, of course, he's just a fun player. He's just a very fun guy, very fun player. Uh, he broke into SGA's press conference and was screaming about how SGA's an all-star starter, uh, asking us if we got the clip, and, and then SGA was you know kind of jokingly telling him to go home, Dub, go home, Dub. Okay, we get it, Dub. It was really funny. You've all seen the clip by now, but that was just a really funny moment uh, for SGA, for J-Dub as well. Mike Muscala mentioned about how he said that Mark showed them or didn't show them clips and, and had them go and set their own tempo, and the team responded well. He got the start, played at 19, uh, I'm sorry, scored 19 points, six rebounds, five for eight from three, just like Isaiah Joe, 70% from the floor. He had a dirk fade in the lane, by far the best game of the season from him. He got a podium game in... He mentioned something also that I thought was interesting that he told Mark before the season started that, hey, this year, I don't want to know when I'm playing, when I'm not playing. 
I just, I just want to do my routine as normal. And if I get in the game, great. If not great, just don't tell me beforehand if I'm in the plans or not for the rotation. And so far that's worked out for him. It's helped him stay ready and helped him stay involved. We'll talk about Josh Giddy and, and Kenny Hustle coming up, but I want to talk first about Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. That is a huge weapon for OKC to have Jay Will out of Arkansas have that ability to draw charges. Through 20 games, Jay Will has drawn 10 charges. He's getting a charge every 27 minutes, according to Nick Gallo of Bali Sports. He drew back-to-back charges in this game on Alperin Shingun. That was his third and fourth fouls for Shingun, which took him out of the game, obviously. And that's a Huge weapon. That's arguably the best player in the Houston on Houston's roster. And I'm not sure that's even arguable at this point. I think that he just simply is the best player for the Rockets. And you took him out of this game. And, and especially when their best player is a post player for a team that is lacking a, a definite center right now, whenever Chet Holmgren's hurt, whenever JRE is down with the blue, whenever uh, Poku's hurt. It's really J. Will, Muscala, and, that, and that's kind of it. To then get, get Shingun out of the game is massive um, for OKC. And... That goes for anybody, any position, any team. When you draw charges, you're not just ending the possession, you're picking up a foul on somebody else. And so if you draw two of those a game and then all, and they just happen to be against Shingun or happen to be against you know the top scorer, the best player, like that is huge in the long run. That is a huge advantage for your team. In this game, he had eight points, six rebounds, had a nice assist on a beautiful bounce pass to uh, Usman Jang in transition. That bounce pass was thrown probably 90 miles an hour. And Jang finished at the rim in transition. It was a nice look whenever J. Will might have could have popped the three, but instead went to a better look at the rim from uh, Usman Jang. He had a block in this game also. Only missed one shot in his 24 minutes of action. I think that it's interesting to note how J. Will just kind of glides to the rim. Like for for a big man, and I get that he's not a traditional like, like seven-footer, but like for a big man, it's impressive how much hang time he gets in the air, and he brought awesome energy in this contest, as he always does, which is a huge boost for a young team. The Thunder were awesome tonight. Uh, Kenny Hustle comes in and impacts the game as well. He had a nice mid-range jumper over uh, Jalen Green whenever he just kind of rose up and hit it, which I thought was impressive for him because we don't really view him as that kind of off-the-bounce score, but he's done that a lot more this year. He's gotten a lot better at that this year. He had another great uh, tap pass to Giddy in transition to kind of keep the uh, transition and, and, and hit ahead pass to keep the offense flowing. And in this game, he just did what was necessary. Comes in, gets a beautiful putback, hit two threes and as many attempts. And then his first play in the game, he had a, a great uh, lob pass to Trey Mann, who was coming off the two back picks and cutting baseline. And, and Kenny Hustle just lobs it up at the perfect spot. Trey Mann finishes, and that's a concept that the Thunder could run a lot more because they have so many players that can that can play both of those roles. And it's a concept that Miami really runs a lot um, as well. So maybe we'll see that more for the Thunder in the future. But I thought that Kendrick Williams really allowed the Thunder to stay aggressive and to continue that tone and to not put the foot off the gas because you go from a guy like SGA who had so much intensity, so much motor, to a guy like Kenny Hustle who brings that same thing, a guy like Jay Will who brings that same thing in every single game that they step on the floor. And this was another example of how well that the Thunder passed the baton from SGA to Josh Giddy and how both of those guys are thriving together and are and are helping elongate the Thunder's depth and are helping the Thunder continue to win games and, and stack wins upon each other. I thought in this game that it was that it was kind of one of the best displays of Josh Giddy using his size to his advantage and picking his spots on when to utilize what move. 
We'll talk about that coming up. But first, I want to say right now, about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. They even have it now at Sam's and Walmart. You can go to their pharmacy section and grab yourself a, a Built Bar. What Built Bar is is a delicious treat that is incredible. It's a great protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You can use pre-workout, post-workout, even as a meal replacement or a snack. And they have so many great flavors. Every flavor is covered in 100% real chocolate, only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can go and find all of their delectable flavors over at built.com, including raspberry cheesecake, caramel apple. You can build your own box and have a, have a plethora of these like brownie butter chunk, brownie butter puff, coconut marshmallow, churro, banana uh, cream pie even. My personal favorite, cookies and cream, double chocolate, salted caramel, raspberry, mint brownie, all that fun stuff, including chocolate peanut butter, which I think is a blend of two of the best things on earth. So check it out today, built.com, and you can use the code LOCK15. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show and making us your first listen. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode. And for your next listen... Check out the Game to Game podcast. The Game to Game podcast has you covered recapping the night in the association in under 15 minutes. So check them out today on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever else you get your podcast from. Josh Giddy was awesome. And I think that this was the best display of him using his size to his advantage. He had that layup over Jabari Smith, which, again, a trend of tonight was with the Thunder kind of imposing their will on Jabari Smith. But also, he used his floater at the best times. Like he's talked before about how he's kind of settled for his floater or he's kind of, uh, you know, relied on it too much. There's a moment in this game where like, yeah, he used his size and took advantage of smaller guards. And in the case of Jabari Smith, just finished over a bigger guy in Jabari Smith. I used his size to his advantage and his length and, and his ability to get to his spots. But there was a play where he gets past Jalen Green. And so now Jalen Green's now on his back. And so that's great that you beat Jalen Green off the dribble and you know, off the off the catch. But he stopped short of Fernando, who is, of course, a more imposing big man in the lane trying to protect the rim, and just floats the ball over Fernando instead of attacking Fernando. Like, like that understanding in the quick second to uh, know when to go to your floater, to know when to challenge somebody at the rim, that is that is going to take him to that next step as a score. He finishes with 17 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, 3 steals, a block, only 2 turnovers for the turnover crowd, a foul, 61% from the floor, and 1 for 4 from deep. 
I thought that with Josh Giddy, you of course know the passing's going to be there. Surprisingly enough, he, he only struggles at throwing lob passes, which I find hilarious because like you would imagine that such a great passer would be incredible at throwing lobs. But so far, the, the guys just can't get on the same page. He tried one at the base a few games ago, did not work. Tried one to J-Dub, and this one did not work. Uh, but besides the lob passes and the alley-oops, he's been incredible as a passer on the bounce, through traffic, threading the needle, uh, creating for others, just putting them in the right spot, leading them to the right open area on the floor. Uh, but also the rebounding is huge, especially for a team that lacks size and, and that lacks a true um, board, you know, a true board merchant that can just go up there and bring down all the rebounds. 17 points in this game was awesome because he scored at all three levels. He got that three to fall eventually, but took some really good looks uh, that, that we've seen over the last month or so will fall. Just got to get back into the groove of having them drop for him. Josh Giddy was awesome. And the Thunder were awesome. I mean, the Thunder had six players scoring double figures, two players with nine points. So nearly, you know, seven, eight players that had double figures for OKC. This game was, uh, this game was never in Houston's favor. The Thunder never trailed. They only tied one time. OKC once led by 45 points. And after getting embarrassed a bit on the rebounding battle on Wednesday, like even beyond what the, what the box score says, like the, the, the Tar Eason possession where he had 10 rebounds in one possession, like that, that is just them out physically in OKC and out manning OKC on the glass, which they did consistently Wednesday, despite what the box score said. OKC won the rebounding battle 42 to 34. They forced 15 turnovers. Houston turned the ball over 15 times and OKC turned it over just eight times. OKC shot 57, 45, and 87. Houston shot 50, 33, and uh, 77. OKC won, uh, I'm sorry, lost points in the paint, 68 to 62. OKC won second chance points, 21 to 16. And the big difference is OKC got out and run and, and ran. They turned the ball over uh, for Houston. You know, they forced turnovers, which allowed them to get out in transition. They, they got more rebounds, which, forced, which allowed them to get out in transition. And the Thunder dominate fast break points, 27 to 12. OKC ends up winning 153 to 121. This was the seventh game for OKC in which they scored 100-plus points in three quarters, and they avoid their fifth straight loss to Houston. The MVP of this game has to be SGA. He was phenomenal, and we talked about him in the first segment. So what's to come? Big week ahead. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the bell icon, hit the like button on YouTube and any other podcasting platform like Apple, Spotify, Google Play, anything else. And follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles because it's a big week. Tuesday, we're going to recap the Warriors game. Wednesday, we're going to recap that Lakers game. Thursday, we're going to have a stock watch episode. Friday, we're going to be recapping the NBA trade deadline and how it impacts OKC. And then Saturday, Blazers recap. Got to figure out how this West Coast trip ended and how to get ready for um, the week ahead for the final push before the All-Star break against New Orleans and Houston. And then it's time for the All-Star break. It's time for the the festivities where SGO will be an All-Star for the first time, and J-Dub and Josh Giddy will play in the Rising Stars, and hopefully Isaiah Joe will play in the uh, three-point contest. We'll see if he gets invited. He wants to go, and so now the ball's in OKC's court. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition or not. So, until tomorrow, be good, and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.